All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children and senior citizens all over the world. Welcome to episode 14, which really should be episode 15, but I'll talk more about that later, of Prime Talk with yours truly, the one and only Rodimus Prime. I'm Rodimus Prime here on this Friday, November 1st. Yes, it is the first of the month. November is a new month, a new day, and it's going to zoom right past us, 2019. But um, just to give y'all an update on the podcast, man, I've been wanting to do a podcast for like the last couple weeks. But the way my work schedule has been gone has been going, uh, yeah, my work schedule has just been all crazy, just been all effed up. So if I review anything from October 23rd all the way to Halloween, I do apologize. Um, please bear with me. Like I said, I have been working like crazy. My work schedule has just been all uh, discombobulated. So the last couple weeks, I haven't been able to do a podcast. But everything uh, post-Halloween, I will do on episode 15. So be on the lookout for that once I record that. But I'm just trying to get everything caught up post-Halloween. I'm just trying to catch up on everything. The usual stuff in which I talk about on the show. So again, I do apologize for stuff that I'm reviewing from like almost two weeks ago. So I, I it was on my mind, it was on my heart, on my soul to do a podcast. So again, please bear with me and I do apologize. But I hope everybody's Halloween was good. I hope it was safe. You know, people out there are mighty crazy these days. So for those who have kids, I hope you I hope your kids were safe. I hope your kids were safe and I hope they had a very good Halloween. Um just some news and notes. Uh congratulations is in order to the Washington Nationals. Uh this past uh, Wednesday, they won their first ever World Series championship in franchise history defeating the Houston Astros 6 to 2 and winning the series 4 games to 3. It was a very good series. I picked the Astros, but you know what? I'm not mad about the Nationals winning the chip. And as far as Bryce Harper goes, like a co-worker said to me the other day, you know, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper is getting paid by the Philadelphia Phillies. That's cool. What, 300-something million? But you know deep down inside he's kicking himself in the butt. You know deep down inside he's kicking himself in the butt because he wasn't a part of the championship team. But I guess that's what happens when you abandon ship, right? But again, congratulations to the Washington Nationals as they win their first championship in franchise history. Also, Steph Curry. Yeah, let's talk about him this week. Uh, Steph Curry unfortunately broke his hand. From what I saw, he's going to be out the next couple months. So that's not good for the Warriors because, you know, their bench is very young, 23 and under. And they got a lot of injuries on that squad. Uh, Kevon, Louis, Kevon Looney, uh, Clay Thompson, of course. So, you know, they're going to have to do the best they can. You know, I really don't have them doing much as far as the playoffs go. But, you know, they're doing the best they can with the limited amount of people that they have. So, as far as the NBA season is concerned, you know, it's a lot of teams out there. You know, I don't have any NBA notes in front of me. But as far as... I'm concerned, and from what I've seen, you know, it's some teams out there that are surprisingly doing well. Uh, the Miami Heat, um, the New Orleans Pelicans, as I mentioned, they're going to be very fun to watch this year, minus Zion, and with Zion when he comes back, so on and so forth. So, so far, it's been a pretty damn good season. Uh, right now, the Dallas Mavericks are playing the Los Angeles Lakers as of this recording. 
Last I saw, I think the Lakers were up by two. I'm not currently watching the game right now, but uh, last I saw, uh, they were up by two. But anyway, I want to talk about NXT from uh, October 23rd. Again, I'm reviewing stuff from almost two weeks ago because I so desperately wanted to do a podcast for you guys. So I'm going to be talking about some stuff. Give my predictions for games um, as far as college football um, and NFL goes. I will give my week seven and week eight players of the week since I didn't do a podcast and review week seven of the NFL. I will give both my week seven and week eight players of the week in my excuse me in my NFL preview and predictions. Anyway, I want to talk about NXT first. I'm going to start with that first. Uh, from October 23rd, and trust me, this had a lot going down um, on that episode. A very very good episode. Of course, ratings went down, which is no secret there. Both shows this week, as of this recording, took a hit. Because if you think about it, NXT, Mm -hmm. Game 7 of the World Series, and uh, AEW Dynamite were all on the same day. That was something. And they knew they were going to get crushed uh, by the ratings of the World Series. So anyway, we started off... October 23rd show against Rhea, with Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, which I thought was which I thought was a pretty good match. Uh, both women are staking their claim that they should face Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, Rhea Ripley ended up getting the victory with the Riptide, a very good match to kick off the show. Then we had Cameron Grimes taking on Matt Riddle, the original bro. Uh, the original bro got the victory in that one. Tyler Bate, who was sitting ringside watching the action, uh, apparently he was being messed with with Cameron, and he got knocked out. Let's just say that. Uh, next, we had um, six-man tag team action as Brizongo and their mystery partner, Isaiah Swerve Scott, took on the Forgotten Sons. I thought this was pretty awesome, especially the stuff that Isaiah Swerve Scott was doing. He was pretty much the highlight of this whole match. I got to tell you that. He was the highlight of this whole match, and he did not disappoint. Brizongo doing their thing as well, but it was all about Swerve. Let's just say that, and because of that, he and his partners, Brizongo, got the victory as they defeated the Forgotten Sons. Next, we had... um, Cruiserweight match. We had cruiserweight action as Gentleman Jack Gallagher and Angel Garza went at it with the champion Leo Rush on commentary looking for his next opponent or, if you will, scouting his next opponent for the cruiserweight championship. Uh, This match was alright. Angel Garza got the victory. And basically, he's told Leo, I want a shot at that championship. So it looks like we may have something there. Then we had tag team action where on the next episode, uh, the winners would face the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championships. It was Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, uh, the MMA horsewomen of, uh, the horsewomen of MMA and the buddies of the women's champion, uh, Shayna Baszler taking on Tegan Knotts and Dakota Kai. Uh, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knotts got the victory, so... They would end up facing the Kabuki Warriors on the October 30th episode of NXT. Uh, Once I get everything situated, I'll talk more about that show. But, um, yeah, they they will face the Kabuki Warriors on that show. And the Kabuki Warriors were 
on the screen, and they basically said two words, no chance. Uh, Io Shirai and Candice LeRae plus Tyler, B- Tyler Bate and uh, Cameron Grimes would be on the next show. So I'll talk more about those matches once I get that review set up. And in the main event, we had a triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. Roger Strong of the Undisputed Era defending his championship against uh, Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you something. This was one of the best matches I have seen all year. Uh, basically, Lee and Dijakovic, I mean, how many times are we going to see them go at it? I could watch them all day. But Roger Strong, he definitely found a way to get the victory. And Roger Strong is still your uh, North American champion. Afterwards, the Undisputed Era beat down what was left of Dijakovic and Keith Lee. Out came Tommaso Ciampa. Then out came Johnny Gargano as they stood face-to-face with the UE. And then out came Finn Balor. Finn Balor came out and everybody was wondering what was his what was his intentions. And he made his intentions known. He took out Johnny Gargano as the Undisputed Era took out um, Tommaso Ciampa. And he just laid waste to what was left of Johnny Gargano with no remorse, no malice, no nothing. And basically we got a Finn Balor heel turn. And I liked it. And we will definitely see how this goes going forward. But Finn Balor definitely making a statement at the end of the show. Next, let's talk about AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite from October 23rd as well. We kicked off the show with uh, the semifinals of the Tag Team Title Tournament. It was Private Party versus SCU. No, uh, sorry. Private Party versus the Lucha Brothers and SCU taking on the Dark Order who have a first round bye. Uh, we kicked off the show with Private Party versus the Lucha Bros, and I gotta tell you, this was one of the best damn tag team matches I have seen all year. Uh, both teams were just fighting for that final spot. Private Party, they were one of my picks to win, but, um, you know, they definitely showed up and showed out as far as the Lucha Bros. Phoenix and Pentagon, what more do I need to say about them, huh? What more do I need to say about the Lucha Brothers? They can do no wrong. Private Party, they're an up-and-coming team in AEW. They can do no wrong. But unfortunately for Private Party, this was the end of the road as the Lucha Bros advanced to the finals. And next we had SCU, uh, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian taking on the Dark Order. Uh, What more can I say about a Scorpio Sky? What more can I say about SCU? I mean, these... These two just gel very well, I must say. Now, Kazarian and Daniels, you know, they've been around for quite some time. They've tag team longer. Uh, but Scorpio Sky is one of a kind. He's one of the most amazing wrestlers I've watched in all my years of wrestling. The Dark Order, you know, they did their thing. But it was basically all about SCU. Uh, so SCU advanced, so they would go on to the next episode of AEW Dynamite in Charleston, West Virginia on October 30th and face, uh, the Lucha Brothers for the Tag Team Championships to become the first ever Tag Team Champions in All Elite Wrestling. And during the show, we had Chris Jericho and his inner circle enter the building as they were watching from above in the skybox, I guess. 
Uh, and they were definitely uh, making their presence known, if you will. Next, we had Kenny Omega taking on Joey Janela. And I got to say, these two definitely have some good chemistry. Despite how you feel about Kenny Omega or Joey Janela, these two, you know, they definitely gelled together in the ring. Uh, Kenny Omega, of course, got the victory, as he did in his previous match on AEW Dark. So Kenny Omega, uh, on the up and up, if you will, trying to get back in contention for the AEW World Championship. Next, Tony Schiavone, he was trying to uh, interview Cody until the inner circle intervened and interrupted. And Cody was basically saying, look, if you want to do this right now, Chris... Uh, we can do it. We can do this right here, right now. We're not in the other company where there's a wall and I can't come up there. I can come up there and fight you right now. And Chris Jericho basically said, "It's four of us, and it's one of you." But apparently, the American Nightmare had some help because his brother Dustin came out there, then MJF, and then Diamond Dallas Page. And next thing you know, they were just brawling all in the concession stands, all up in the crowd, so on and so forth. But, you know, Cody and his crew basically stood tall, and I cannot wait for that match at full gear. Cody versus Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship. That's going to be one hell of a match. Next, we had best friends, Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta taking on Matt and, Nick, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. And, of course, the best friends had freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy uh, by their side, of course. But the Young Bucks ended up getting the victory, and they made it official. Uh, Matt got on the mic. He said, Santana, Ortiz, we accept. So it will be official at full gear. Santana, or, Santana and Ortiz, representing the inner circle, will take on Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Um, next, we had Jamie Hayter taking on Britt Baker, DMD. Britt Baker, or should we say... We were in Britsburg, being that Brit is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, she definitely got a standing ovation, and she, of course, got the victory over Jamie. Um, Britt Baker, she's trying to get back into the title scene, if you will. Uh, her last match for the championship didn't go quite her way, but she's definitely trying to uh, get back up the ranks, if you will, as far as the AEW Women's Championship is concerned. And in the main event, we had John Motsley taking on the Bastard Pack. Uh, this was one hell of a match. Pack just came out of nowhere, attacked uh, John as he was walking down to the ring. This turned out to be one excellent match, but it ended up going to a draw. Yes, this match ended up going to a draw. And John Motsley was definitely not happy as he took out the referee. So that's how we ended that match. But I wouldn't mind seeing them go at it. Go at it again. These two uh, definitely know how to get the crowd revved up. Let's talk about episode three of NWA Power from October twenty second. Uh, the main event on the show was Eli Drake and a mystery partner taking on the Dawsons, and I'll talk more about that later. Uh, Co Eddie Kings almost said Kofi. Eddie Kingston came out to invade commentary, and he called out the Dawsons. He and Homicide want to ring the necks of the Dawsons. Now, if you remember, um, the Wild Cards were defending the Tag Team Championships against Eddie Kingston and Homicide until the Dawsons made their presence known. 
And Eddie and Homicide have not forgotten that. So again, Eddie Kingston uh, called out the Dawsons. Would they accept the challenge? We shall see. Uh, the first match on the card was Marty Bell taking on Crystal Rose. Marty Bell got the victory in that one. It's been a while since I've seen her, but she definitely picked up a victory there. The Dawsons came out and addressed their attack um, from uh, last the last episode during the Tag Team Championship match. And they basically denied Eddie Kingston's request to face them. But this ain't over yet. Trust me. Thunder Rosa. She's coming to the NWA, so it'll be cool to see her. Aaron Stevens. I got to talk about him for a minute. You know, it's good that he's on NWA power, but at this point, it's kind of getting ridiculous. I really want to see him in the ring. But he came out for a quote-unquote interview, and he came out to promote his so-called movie, Tropical Pirates, coming out in summer 2020. And that's basically it for him. Next, we had Caleb Conley taking on the D-Man, Dan Parker, in which I thought was a good match. Uh, Ten-minute time limit, of course, but Caleb Conley got the victory. Um, Then we had Joe Galley. He interviewed Tim Storm, basically trying to address his future as far as the NWA goes until Eli Drake comes out there. And basically talked about how he's a former world champion and how he's on the list of greats like Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Harley Race, so on and so forth. And he said, you know, there's a couple more pieces of gold that you can have. How about the tag team championships? You and me against the Dawsons tonight. And Tim said, you want me as your partner? I'll think about it and let you know. So would he be his partner? We shall see at the end of the show. Uh, Josephus. He came out to so-called making a public apology to James Storm until Colt Cabana came out there. They started doing their little cowboy shtick until Josephus basically swerved them, if you will, and threw powder in his face and beat him down. Out came the cowboy James Storm. He super kicked Josephus and he was going to super kick uh, Colt until Mr. Anderson came out there and made the save. So it's a lot going on as far as that situation goes. And then uh, Joe Galley, he interviewed Nick Aldis and Camille. And of course, he is constantly nagging Aldis about the situation as far as he and Camille goes. And, you know, before that, he addressed who was going to face him, who was going to be his next challenger for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, the 10 pounds of gold. And then we got to the Camille stuff and he asked Camille a question and she still did not speak. And Nick said she will speak when she gets ready. So again, that situation is still going. And in the main event, we had the Dawsons taking on Eli Drake and Tim Storm. Tim Storm answered the call. These two definitely worked together against the Dawsons. But uh, Eli Drake rammed his shoulder into the post. And uh, the Dawsons got the victory. Afterwards, they were going to lay waste to what was left of uh, Tim Storm until Homicide and Eddie Kingston made the save as they were chasing the Dawsons away. Afterwards, Nick Aldis comes out there to check on Tim as well as Eli Drake. So I thought that was kind of odd, you know, being that Tim Storm can never challenge for the title again. But we'll see how that all pans out. Now, I'm caught up on NXT UK. I started back watching NXT UK. 
you know, once everything changed as far as wrestling is concerned, there were a few things that I had to cut out uh, as far as reviews and stuff like that. But I still find time, if I can find time, to watch these shows. I still need to catch up on 205 Live, though. But I'll talk more about that later. Uh, the October 24th edition of NXT UK. Imperium. They came out to address their dominance. They talked about how they've beaten everybody as far as British Strong Style is concerned. And how it's their kingdom until Gallus came out, come out there. Wolfgang, uh, Joe, and Mark Coffey. They came out and they made... They made it perfectly clear that it is their kingdom. So a battle of the kingdom, if you will, between Imperium and Gallus. Next, we had Zaya Brookside. She addressed the NXT UK Women's Champion. Uh, she addressed the championship and Kaylee Ray, who is the champion. She talked about when they had the Battle Royal a few months ago, how Kaylee Ray basically screwed her out of a chance for the championship. And looks like she's coming for the championship and Kaylee Ray. So, uh, yeah, Kaylee Ray better watch out. Next, we had uh, Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith taking on the Grizzled Young Veterans. Uh, earlier, GYV was basically trying to pick a fight or basically pick on Ashton and uh, Oliver, but they weren't having it. They just got sick of their mess, um, so they decided to sell it in the ring. And that's exactly what they did, but unfortunately for Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith, the grizzled young veterans got the better of them, and those the other two were on the short end of the stick. The grizzled young veterans, the grizzled young veterans, if you will, got the victory in that one. Uh, Liguero took on Travis Banks, in which I thought was one hell of a match. Two of the very best in NXT UK. Unfortunately, this match went to a draw. Yes, this match went to a draw. And I wouldn't mind if these two faced each other again. But uh, you can tell these two were definitely not happy. Uh, on the next episode, uh, October 31st, Halloween, uh, A-Kid would make his debut and Mastiff would take on uh, Jordan Devlin. Dave Mastiff versus Jordan Devlin on that episode. Again, once I get everything situated, I'll talk more about that. And in the main event, we had Trent Seven taking on Noam Dar, Supernova 11. Uh, Noam was definitely on the hunt. He was definitely uh, on the attack before Trent could even get in the ring. But Trent got the best of him as he took out uh, Noam Dar. He, pick up, he picked up the victory, if you will. So it looks like this little feud, I guess, is over. I don't know. But we shall see. Huh. <sighs> Let's talk some college football, if you will. Um, week 9 and Week 10 stuff, I'm going to get into that a little later. But you know what? I want to give my rant of the week. I know it's been a while. Every now and then, I'll pull out the rant of the week. Um, I want to give it to Gus Malzahn. And I'll talk more about the Auburn Tigers in my Week 9 review. Uh, as of this recording this week... Joey Gatewood has officially left the Auburn Tigers football team. And, you know, he was a uh, four-star recruit, redshirt freshman, if you will. I'm not sure, but uh, it's really unfortunate the way that situation panned out. You know, I heard so much about Joey, and it's sad that he wasn't used as he should have been. 
And I put this more on Gus Malzahn. Because Gus Malzahn has a track record of not developing players as people think he is. Now, granted, uh, Gus is a very good coach in his own right. But when it comes to developing players, he is trash. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you use him when you were when you had a matchup against teams like LSU or teams like Florida, so on and so forth? But now, for the next three years, you're stuck with Bo Nix. And I'm kind of backing off the Bo Nix bandwagon, if you will. And I'll talk about that game against LSU, for example. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, it really sucks. And I really hope, I really wish uh, Joey Gatewood the best. But as far as I'm concerned, his days in Auburn, his days mm-hmm. in the Plains are practically over at this point. And I can't blame nobody but Gus. If you're such a good coach, then why aren't you developing players the way you need to be? That's my question. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, week nine college football action. Let's talk more about that. Uh, Thursday, October 24th through the 26th. Mm-hmm. Um, number 16, SMU. They defeated Houston 34-31. USC, they got the victory over Colorado last Friday, 35-31. On Saturday, of course, Alabama destroyed Arkansas, 48-7. LSU, they basically um, defeated Auburn, 23-20. And I got to say, as an Auburn fan, we deserve to lose that game because offensively we are terrible. Now, defense wise, I love our defense, but offense, Bo Nix, I don't know what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, His stats for the game are just pretty pitiful. 15 for 35, 157 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Joe Burrow, who is clearly looking like a Heisman candidate. I mean, if it were up to me right now, he'd be in New York. Anyway, he was 32 for 42, 321, a touchdown and an interception. I tell you what, LSU's offensive line definitely protected him. They definitely gave him a reason to have a big game. Uh, Excuse me. But as far as Auburn goes, that offensive line, and I've said it time and time and time and time again, that offensive line has been suspect all year long, and it's very disappointing. And like I said, we deserve to lose that game. Uh, number three, Ohio State defeated uh, number 13, Wisconsin, and blew them out 38-7. to Clemson over Boston College 59-7. to Kansas State. Kansas State upset number five, Oklahoma. I was flipping between this game, and I was like, I cannot believe... Mm-hmm. What I saw, Kansas State got the better of Oklahoma. And I think, in my opinion, Oklahoma's playoff hopes are over, but I could be wrong. But the fact that they lost this game was just stunning to me because I felt like they could have easily blown out Kansas State, but unfortunately they didn't. They lost 48-41. So shout out to Kansas State. Penn State all over Michigan State, 28-7 Michigan. They blew out Notre Dame, and I had Notre Dame beating Michigan. Uh, 45-14, uh, Wolverines won. Utah blowing out Cal, 35-0. TCU upsetting uh, Texas, number 15 Texas, 37-27. Minnesota, boy are they hot. SMU is hot, but Minnesota is definitely playing some strong football. All over. I mean, they just mauled Maryland 52-10. to 10. 
App State over South Alabama 30-3. UCLA over number 24 Arizona State 42-32. Miami over Pitt 16-12. Texas A&M defeated Mississippi State 49-30. Southern Miss over Rice 20-6. Marshall getting the W over Western Kentucky 26-23. Florida State over Syracuse 35-17. Louisville over Virginia 28-21, Stanford over Arizona, 41-31, Miami of Ohio over Kent State, 23-16, uh, North Carolina over Duke, 20-17, Tennessee, Tennessee, uh, you know, as garbage as they are this year, I gotta give them kudos, they just ran all over South Carolina. Basically wiped the field with South Carolina by 20. 41-21. Uh, I still think they're trash, but congratulations on the win. Memphis over Tulsa, 42-41. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Hold on, I got to flip my page here. Um, Arkansas over... Uh, no, Arkansas State, sorry. Over Texas State, 38 to 14. Georgia State over Troy, 52-33. Kentucky over Missouri, 29-7. And South Dakota State University over UNLV, 20-17. Now, Week 10 action this week. Now, there are a couple games that have happened. I'll get into that a little later. But the rankings go like this. 1 through 10. Uh, LSU. LSU, as of right now, as of this recording, is the number one team in the country and well-deserved. They are definitely playing as if they should be the number one team in the country. And let's not forget, next Saturday, as of this recording, November 9th, they got that big matchup against Alabama. And I don't care if I'm working. I don't care if I'm off. I am yep, I'm definitely going to talk about that game. I am so excited for that game. Now, as far as Alabama goes... They have a bye week this week, but I'll talk more about them when that game happens November 9th in Tuscaloosa, one versus two, Alabama, LSU, I can't wait. Anyway, LSU has the number one spot, Alabama number two, Ohio State, Clemson, Penn State, Florida, Oregon, Georgia, Utah, and Oklahoma, respectfully. 11 through 20 goes to Auburn, um, Baylor, Minnesota, Michigan, SMU, Boy, they and Minnesota are the two hot tickets in these rankings right now. They are definitely playing some some high-level football, if you will. Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Wisconsin, Iowa, App State. And 21 through 25 goes like this, respectfully. Boise State, Kansas State, Wake Forest, Memphis, and South De- San Diego State University. Um, Week 10 action. Like I mentioned, a couple games already happened. Um, on Thursday, we had West Virginia versus number 12, Baylor. I predicted 33-20 West Virginia. Um, but Baylor ended up getting the victory 17-14. So they remain undefeated. Um, Georgia Southern taking on Appalachian State. Georgia Southern got the victory. They got the upset over App State 24-21. Over number 20, App State. Very good game there. Uh, Friday, well, tonight, of course, game just uh, concluded. Navy blowing out UConn 56-10. Boy, 
Good thing I watched the last few minutes of that game because that one that wasn't much. And uh, tomorrow there are some uh, okay games, not really much to say, except for Florida Georgia, number six versus number eight. I can't. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good game. You know, I'm gonna talk about who I think will win that game, and whoever wins that game basically runs the SEC East at this point. So I'll talk more about that in my predictions as we get right into it tomorrow. Number 14, Michigan will take on Maryland. I mean, Michigan, 41-6. Not much to say there. North Carolina State taking on Wake Forest. I got number 23, Wake Forest, in that one, 38-24. Houston taking on UCF. I'm going to pick UCF in that one. I think that'll be a decent game. 31-21 is my final. Nebraska and Purdue. I'm going to say Nebraska wins in big fashion, 35-6. Boston College against Syracuse. I wanted to pick Syracuse, but I'm going to go Boston College in this one. 28-24. UTSA taking on Texas A&M. I mean, is it obvious who I'm picking? Texas A&M, 51-17. Virginia Tech taking on Notre Dame. I'm going to say Notre Dame wins uh, as they go go into the game ranked 16th, 38-21. My pick. Georgia and Florida. Eight versus six. Boy, boy, boy. Like I said just a few seconds ago, whoever wins this game basically runs the SEC East at this point. Whoever represents the SEC East will basically have to play Alabama in Atlanta for the SEC championship. And this is going to go, this is one of those games where it could go either way. So whoever plays well, whoever shows up the best will basically win this game. But if you were to ask me who I'm picking to win this game, I'm going to say Florida. I'm going to say number six beats number eight, 39-20. That is my final. I'm going to take uh, the Gators over the Dogs tomorrow. Uh, Number 22, Kansas State will take on Kansas. I'm going to say Kansas pulls off the upset, 29-21. Arkansas State against Louisiana Monroe. Um, I'm going to take Arkansas State, 24-10. Followed by Marshall versus Rice. I'm going to say Rice gets a bounce back win. A much needed win. 33-9. Army versus Air Force. I'm going to pick Air Force in that one. 32-14. Miami and Florida State. Another good game on tap for tomorrow. Um, Two legendary schools at their finest. Especially in the state of Florida. Uh, As far as I'm concerned. Who do I want to win? I'm going to go. I'm going to pick Florida State. I think Florida State can find a way to get the W. In big fashion, by the way, I'm going to say 42-24, the Seminoles over the Canes. TCU taking on Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm going to pick TCU in a close one, 34-27. Number 9, Utah versus Washington. Now, a part of me was saying that Washington can possibly pull off the upset. It could happen, but I doubt it. Uh, Utah is playing some very, 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 very good football. Uh, Again, they're ranked ninth. So, you know, it's one of those things where anything can happen, but I'm going to pick the obvious. Number nine, Utah is my pick, 49-17. Followed by Mississippi State versus Arkansas. I'm going to take Mississippi State, 27-12. Pitt versus Georgia Tech. I'm going with Georgia Tech, 40-16. Oregon State against Arizona. I'm going to pick Arizona, 38-10. Ole Miss versus number 11, Auburn. Now, 
as I mentioned, I'm dialing back on the uh, Bo Nix bandwagon. And as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, Bo Nix just got to step up. The offensive line has to step up. And they're playing Ole Miss. Now, if we lose Ole Miss, I'm not trying to jinx this, but this will really put a damper in our season. Therefore, I'm picking the Auburn Tigers to win 31-14 over Ole Miss. Followed by UAB and Tennessee. I'm actually picking Tennessee to win this one. 28-10. I'm going to be nice and say 28-10. Number 15, SMU against number 24, Memphis. I'm going to actually take the red-hot SMU football team. You know, like I mentioned before, they are definitely uh, a sleeper team this year. So, I'm going to go with the sleeper team this year. 42-28, SMU is my pick. Vanderbilt against South Carolina. I'm going to pick Vandy in that one, 33-24. Virginia against North Carolina. I'm going to take the Tar Heels against uh, Virginia, 30-20. Number 7, Oregon against UC, USC. You know, Oregon, you know, they're making a strong case that they should play for a national championship. And in some ways, they should. But I'm going to take the Trojans in this one. I'm going to say Oregon's on upset alert. I'm going to pick the USC Trojans to pull off the major upset. I'm going to say 37-21, the USC Trojans win that one. Then we have uh, Colorado versus UCLA. I'm going to pick UCLA over Colorado, 39-20, followed by Fresno State and Hawaii. I'm going to pick Fresno State in that one. 41 to 23. Now, I want to talk about Monday Night Raw. Boy, this show sucked. And that's pretty much all I can say at this point. This show sucked. I mean, they were leading into Trash Jewel, or I'm sorry, Crown Jewel, in which I will not talk about or discuss, but I will say there have been reports about the talent, you know, people behind the scenes, basically. On flight delays. Ugh. And I heard about how SmackDown was as of this recording. But I'm definitely going to check out the highlights. Uh, but I really do hope and pray that the people who were in Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel. I really do hope they make it home safe. But as far as the uh, Monday Night Raw show is concerned. We kicked off with Paige and the Kabuki Warriors. Now they kept interrupting Paige and... Uh, you know, just acting different. So now, uh, they've turned on Paige. Asuka spit miss, green miss, in the face of Paige. And we had Kyrie Sane taking on Becky Lynch afterwards after Becky tried to make the save. Becky ended up winning by submission over Kyrie Sane with the uh, disarm her. Mm-hmm. So Becky looking strong there. R-Truth, he took on Buddy Murphy, which was a decent match. Buddy Murphy picked up the victory there. Uh, the Street Profits, they really didn't say much. This was one of the most awkward promos I've seen in a long time. Basically reflecting on the week prior, and they said they want all the smoke as usual. So that was pretty much it. Uh, anyway, Ricochet took on Drew McIntyre. Ricochet ended up... You know what? Let me Let me just fast forward towards the ending. Now, Ricochet was going up for a uh, 6.30. And Drew kind of rolled over, and Ricochet turned around and ate an RKO. One of the best RKOs ever. And the way he sold that RKO was pretty funny. I mean, it was funny. But Ricochet got the victory 
over Drew McIntyre uh, by disqualification. Uh, the Viking Raiders, they took on a couple jobbers. Of course, they won. Andrade with Zelita Vega took on Sincara and Catalina. I don't know nothing about Catalina, but uh, she definitely was back up for Sincara. And uh, Andrade got the victory despite the... Uh, Despite the backup, he ended up getting the victory anyway. Charlotte Flair and Natalia took on the Iconics. Uh, Natalia put on the Sharpshooter, and she and Charlotte Flair ended up winning by submission because it was iconic. Not really. Uh, at Falls Count Anywhere, Seth Rollins he uh, took on Eric Rowan, and of course, Seth Rollins won via uh, Pat. Via forklift and a pallet. So yeah. He took a forklift. Well used a forklift. And put a pallet on top of uh, Eric Rowan's chest. And got the victory. Again this was a false count anywhere. So you might as well say. That the pallet and the forklift got the victory. And not Seth Rollins. Next we had AJ Styles taking on Humberto Carrillo. As he was talking to him backstage. Uh, AJ won with the calf crusher. Won by submission. And then we had this dumb divorce court stuff with Lana and Rusev. And she was basically saying that he was a sex addict. Out came Lashley. Uh, later on, Rusev and... Uh, <sighs> I, am so, I am so sorry. I've had a long day, so I'm sorry for yawning on the podcast. But anyway, this whole segment was dumb. It was dumb. So why did they even put this in the main event slot? Like, seriously. Uh, afterwards, Lashley and Lana stood tall as they were just smooching all over each other. Like, good lord. Can you guys get a room already? Like, this segment was just borderline stupid. I don't know what else to say about this. It's just borderline trash. This whole storyline is trash at this point. So I really don't care. Uh, let's talk some Major League Wrestling. MLW. I haven't talked about that in a while. I try to find ways to incorporate these shows the best way I can. Uh, tomorrow, as of this recording, they will have their first ever pay-per-view. Uh, Saturday Night Super Fight. And I will give my predictions on that in just a little later. Uh, but we kicked off the show. Again, they were from Tijuana, Mexico. As the Hart Foundation's own Brian Pillman Jr. and Davey Boy Smith Jr. took on um, Extreme Tiger and Dragon Lee. Uh, they did mention that it's official. Pillman Jr. will take on Low Key as he continues to disrespect the OGs of the game, if you will. Kevin, Sum- Kevin Sullivan and Tommy Dreamer are just some examples there. But the Hart Foundation got the victory. Then we had a segment with the, life- with the Dynasty in their life... Lifestyles of the Rich and Dynastic. I thought it was kind of weird. But anyway. Uh, Promitso versus uh, Terror, Azteca, Toto, and Torino. I guess this was like a four-way tag match. Uh, I don't know really what to describe the match. But I thought it was decent for what it was worth. It was quick though because Terror, Azteca got the victory. 
And then in the main event, we had six-man tag team action as Contra Unit took on Promociones Dorado. Of course, their leaders, L.A. Park and Jacob Fatu, will face each other for the World Heavyweight Championship at Super Fight tomorrow. And I tell you what, this this um, match was just everywhere. I mean, mist and kicks and all this type of stuff. This match was everywhere. But... Uh, I think, wait, who got the victory? Oh, Promociones Dorado. They got the victory. They got the victory. Uh, L.A. Park was a part of this match, so he tried to get himself some momentum, if you will, heading into his match. And speaking of Super Fight, let's talk about that. MLW Super Fight tomorrow from Chicago. Eight matches on the card last I saw. They will have a one-hour pre-show on various uh, platforms like Facebook, uh be in sports, YouTube, so on and so forth. But as I mentioned, Low-Key will take on Brian Pillman Jr. I'm going to take Low-Key to give him a tough lesson to uh, show him what it is like to be respectful. So Low-Key is my pick against Brian Pillman Jr. Next, we have six-man tag team action in Justice. We'll take on Gringo Loco, Puma King, and Septimo Dragon. You know, in Justice, I really can't take them serious. Why should I take them serious? I'm going with Gringo Loco, Gringo Loco, Septimo Dragon, and Puma King. Then we have a three-way, which is now a three-way stairway to hell match. It will be Bestia 666 taking on uh, Jimmy Havoc and Mance Warner. Now, we all know Mance Warner does not like Jimmy Havoc. And Jimmy Havoc does not like Mance Warner. So this is going to be blood. This is going to be guts. This is going to be off-the-wall crazy therefore i'm going to take mance warner to win the three-way st- stairway to hell match followed by tom thatcher taking on 50 filthy tom lawler now that's going to be one stiff hard-hitting match i cannot wait for that one that i think that'll be the sleeper match of the night in my opinion um these two are definitely going to rock each other's worlds if you will uh, of course, all four titles are on the line. The National Openweight Championship, the Tag Team Championship, uh, the uh, Middleweight Championship, and the World Heavyweight Championship. All four titles are on the line. But we're going to start off with the National Openweight Championship as Alexander Hammerstone, one-third of the dynasty, will take on Davey Boy Smith Jr. I think this will be a good match for what it was for what it's worth. Therefore, I'm going to say Davey Boy Smith Jr. becomes the new uh, national openweight champion. So I think um, I think Alex Hammerstone is going to end up dropping the belt. Next, we had the we have the MLW World Middleweight Championship on the line as Teddy Hart will take on uh, Austin Aries. Now, Austin Aries has been getting at Teddy for quite some time. He wants his shot at the World Middleweight Championship, and he's going to get it. Therefore, I think this will be good for what it was worth, for what it is worth. And I got Austin Aries. I got Austin Aries as my pick to become, by hook or by crook, the new World Middleweight Champion. Next, we have the Tag Team Championships, as the Dynasty will defend the World Tag Team Championships against Ross and Marshall, Devon Eriks. Uh, I'm going to pick the Von Eriks to become the new tag team champions. They're looking pretty hot right now. So Von Eriks are my pick. 
And in the main event, we have a no-disqualification match for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship as Jacob Fatu, representing Contra Unit, will take on LA Park the Destroyer, representing Promociones Dorado. Now, who do I think will win this match? Uh, honestly, I can see Jacob Fatu winning, but I'm going to go with... Uh, no, I, I see LA Park winning. I'm going to go Jacob Fatu retains the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. Now, let's talk about Week 8. Last but not least, Week 8 of the NFL season is in the books. Afterwards, I will give my prediction for Week 9. On October 24th, you had the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Washington Redskins, and the Minnesota Vikings got the W by 10, 19-9. Followed by Seattle defeating Atlanta by 7, 27-20. Philadelphia over Buffalo 31-13. The Chargers over the cheat over the uh, Chicago Bears 17-16. You know, the Bears at this point just can't seem to get it together as if they ever have. But, you know, it's so much going on with that team and it ain't even funny. Next, Detroit. Uh, they got the W 31-16. 31-26, sorry, over the New York Giants. The Tennessee Titans got the victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 27-23. The Colts winning against the Broncos, 15-13. The Rams defeating the still winless Cincinnati Bengals, 24-10. I mean, they might as well just hang it up this year. Um, Let's see. New Orleans, they defeated the Arizona Cardinals. And I tell you what, Drew Brees looked like he had never left. He definitely put on one hell of a show despite many, despite missing, what was it, like four or five months with shoulder injury. And he, he just played lights out. So congratulations to the New Orleans Saints as I defeated the Arizona Cardinals 31-9. Jacksonville over the Jets 29-15. The Niners just destroying the Carolina Panthers 51-13. Good Lord. Apparently the... Uh, Apparently, they didn't go practice. The Carolina Panthers, at this point, did not even practice. Um, let's see. Uh, the New England Patriots, they defeated the Cleveland Browns 27-13. Houston over Oakland 27-24. And in the Sunday night game, Green Bay over Kansas City 31-24. And Monday night's game, which I thought was decent, but the, pack, the uh, Philadelphia... But Philadelphia got the victory. They found a way to come back. 27-14. Now, if you were to ask me who are my players of the week, week 7 goes to Aaron Rodgers, who was 25 for 31, 429, and 5 touchdowns. This week, I decided to give it a defensive... I decided to give a, a defensive player player of the week. So it's not all offense. It's not all offense. Every now and then, depending on the situation, depending on the performance, um... You know, a defensive player could get player of the week. Uh, week 8 goes to Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers. Four touchdowns, three sacks, one interception for 46 yards. So Nick Bosa definitely getting player of the week in week 8 and well deserved. Not because he plays with the 49ers. Now, tomorrow, last night we had a game. It was San Francisco versus Arizona. Now, Skip Bayless earlier this morning on um, on Skip and Sh on uh, Undisputed, he said it would be the biggest upset of the year had uh, had Arizona defeated 
the San Francisco 49ers. It's a lot I want to say about the Niners, but I'm going to keep that to myself. Um, but San Francisco won 28-25 on Sunday. You really don't have much games. I mean, you really don't have a lot of teams playing this year. Well, this week, because I think uh, one or two are uh, <clears throat> on vacation or something. So, uh, yeah, I think like three or four teams have a bye this week. Uh, but we start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Houston Texans. I'm going to say Houston on the road, 27-21. Washington against Buffalo. I'm going to pick Washington over Buffalo, 30-20. to Minnesota versus Kansas City. I think this can be a real good game. I'm going to say Kansas City wins, 31-23. Now, the Minnesota Vikings have been red hot, but I think it stops today. Next, we have the New York Jets versus the... Miami Dolphins. You know what? As much as I don't like the Dolphins and the fact that they're losing, I'm actually going to give Miami another shot. I'm actually going to give her another shot. But, you know, it's just, you know, I try to do so much, but they just want you to do so little. Anyway, um, where was I at? Oh, um, I done lost my spot. Oh, the Miami, the Miami Dolphins. I'm actually going to have them win. I think they can win. I'm going to say 26-14 to 14 over the Jets. Chicago versus Philly. I'm going to take Philly in that one. Chicago at this point looks like garbage. 33-17, followed by the, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers at home against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to say Steelers win 30-14, mm-hmm. followed by um, Tennessee versus Carolina. I think this is a much-needed win for Carolina after last week, so I'm going to pick them against the Titans 29-10. Oakland versus Detroit. Detroit versus Oakland. I'm actually going to say Oakland wins that one by the skin of their teeth 24-20, followed by Tampa Bay and Seattle. I mean, Russell Wilson, he's already in the conversation for MVP. Uh, I'm going to say the Seahawks, of course, 38-13. Followed by the Browns versus the Broncos, two teams who really need to give, really need to give it their all and, you know, do what they need to do. I'm picking Denver over. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hold on, I've lost. Oh, Denver. I'm picking them over Cleveland, 35-21. Um, Green Bay. I got them over. Um, I got them over the Chargers, 42-20. And in the Sunday night game, you have New England versus Buff- Baltimore. I'm going to say in a close one. I think the defense of Baltimore can really give them a problem. But I still feel like New England will find a way to get the job done. 33-23 is the final. And NFC East battle on Monday. The New York Giants taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Who do I want to win that game? Um, I'm going to say Dallas. I mean, the Giants aren't going nowhere, so I'm going to say Dallas. 37-17 is my final. So, as I mentioned, uh, once I get everything caught up and situated, notes and all, I will give you a review of things that happen on the next podcast. So be patient. Wait on that. Uh, you already know the drill. Usual plugs. If you like, this, if you like the podcast, uh, continue to give it a listen. 
Subscribe to it. Tell your mom, dad, your friends, the whole world about Prime Talk with Rodimus Prime here on the CastBox app. Of course, me, myself, you can always follow me on social media at I'm Rodimus Prime. That's all one word. Three Count Mafia. Don't forget to hit that big red subscribe button uh, to catch up on all of our content as far as Three Count Mafia goes and continue to show the support. Uh, at Three Count Mafia on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I've had a long day, but like I said, I wanted to get this podcast out as much as possible. It was just on me to do a podcast. So yeah, this will be out tomorrow. I'm gonna wait till tomorrow. Or no, I'll probably, I'll probably publish it to the feed later on tonight. Fuck waiting till tomorrow. But anyway, this has been episode 14 of Prime Talk with yours truly, Robins Prime. You all have a blessed night and a good day, and I'll see you guys next time.